This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ryan Carson. He's the founder and CEO of Treehouse. His mission is to create the future of education so he can help as many people as possible. When he's not doing that, he's obsessed with Spartan racing. Ryan, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's do it. All right. Very cool. So tell us about Treehouse. What's the company doing? How do you make money? So we are an online school. We teach adults how to go from zero to job ready, 100% online in about six months. And what does it mean? So like this guy named Moses Finlay six days ago tweeted, he said, "Woo, big day. I just reached 10,000 points on Treehouse. What does that mean? So as you learn on Treehouse, you get points. And, uh, and the more you learn, the more points you get. And he happens to be 12. So he is a high performing person. <laughs> That's incredible. So what is he like getting, he's getting points for what completing like JavaScript courses or something? Yep. Yep. So we teach basically how to make apps and how to make websites. So JavaScript, HTML, CSS, things like that. Why the hell haven't you hired him yet? <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> His dad won't let me do that yet. <laughs> it's so funny. You have a natural kind of recruiting process. Just look who's killing it on your platform and go pick them up, right? Exactly. Okay. And so t- tell me business model wise, is it like a pure play SaaS model or what? Yep. So it starts at 25 bucks a month, uh, free seven day trial. If you love it, then uh, upgrade to paid. And then we have a more expensive model if you are really wanting to push hard and go uh, uh, deeper. And that's called our tech degree. And that's 199 bucks a month. And that has projects and grading and Slack support. Now, have you gotten to the point where big employers are asking for the treehouse certification because that's ultimately what drives way more value for people, right? Um, it's interesting. So we we sell to over 600 businesses, uh, have huge clients uh, that are Fortune 100. And what's interesting is they don't care about any treehouse certificates or or points or anything. They just want to close skills gaps. And so they come in and tell us, you know what, we have a skills gap. Can you help us close it? And we say, sure, we can do that. Or we help them build a talent pipeline. So companies aren't able to win anymore when they fight Facebook or Amazon or Google uh, for talent. So we actually help them create talent. I see. So this is not, if you're unemployed in middle America right now, go on this thing, get a certificate and increase your likelihood of being hired. This is you sell to a company who wanted to fill a skill gap that, you know, of their employees they already have. And you're helping them doing that through gamification. Well, what's weird is we do both. So we're we, we offer the complete thing. So we actually have students that are underemployed adults. You know, they're working as a barista. They have a degree often and they want a better job. They go through the program and then they apply themselves to get a job. That's great. That's a huge part of our business. But now we're serving employers on the other side. So we we do both. Interesting. OK, and give me some backstory here. When did you launch the company? So founded in 2010, uh, it's my fourth company. Uh, one failed, 
uh, sold two, and this is my fourth. When did you, so how old are you now? I just turned 40. Very cool. That's awesome. And take me back year. When did you launch your first one? So I grew up in Colorado, got a computer science degree because uh, that was in 96 to 2000. Internet was blown up. It had the word computer in it. So I studied it Um, and then got a job as a programmer. And I was shocked at the fact that my job didn't require my degree. But yet my parents just dropped 60K on my degree. I spent four years of my life like something was wrong. And for every entrepreneur you talk to, I'm sure they have this moment of saying, that's broken. And I want to fix that. And so that's when the seed was planted. That was back in 2000. Fast forward uh, to 2006, I started trying to fix that by doing in-person classes. So we did, hey, let's do a workshop on how to build a PHP web app and sold out, exciting, grew, grew, grew. You're selling $100 tickets to your hour-long class kind of thing. Yes. And uh, not scalable, very hard. Um, and eventually started doing large conferences, uh, you know, networked my way to getting people like Mark Zuckerberg on stage and Evan Williams. And then I realized this doesn't scale. This is impossible to scale. It's super expensive for the attendees. We're not going to change anything. You are putting and, on the conferences. Yep. Yep. The whole thing. And we realized, you know what? In person is impossible to innovate and change the world. So let's go 100% online. So we we went all in. So I sold that business and focused on building a treehouse from the ground up. So what was the first failure? You going door-to-door one-on-one classes? <laughs> no, the first failure was a web app. And so it was back in uh, 2004. And uh, you couldn't email large files in 2004. Uh, you could email two meg files back then, which is, it feels like that's the cave ages. Like, mm-hmm. what? And uh, so I built a web app called um, Flight Deck, and it allowed you to send large files, and you would click to download. And I actually then uh, try, I priced it way too high. It was like you price that? It was like five hundred dollars a month, and it was meant for businesses. And I had I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know. Oh, that means I need a sales force. Like I, I what am I doing? And uh, I kept getting no's and no's and no's. And I got I think it was eight hundred dollars in recurring monthly revenue before I flatlined and I realized this is either, either I need to change the whole thing and raise some money and get serious, or I need to move on and admit this is a failure. So I moved on. So that shuts down. You launch the conference thing. You shut, you sell that. Did you sell, like, was that a big financial moment for you or you just sold it at kind of to get your money back? Um, no, it was, it was, you know, how people say, did you, uh, get a boat, um, get a house, get a new life? I think that's just, you know, I'm asking more to know where your mind was when you launched Treehouse. Like, got it. Did you have savings where you could take bigger risks at Treehouse or, you know? Yes. So I would say what's interesting was when you started Treehouse, I I hadn't sold the events business. So we bootstrapped it. So the idea was let's literally use cash flow from the events business. Um, And we, we boot that business up with, I think it's like 50 to 100 grand. Um, we were ramen profitable within three, I think three weeks. Wow. Um, what did it do revenue wise in its best year of the conference business? Um, I think we were doing, uh, around 2 million a year. Pretty healthy, Uh, but barely break even. I mean, it was, it's not a great business, you know, basically sold it for one X revenue, uh, barely. I think it, that's uh, still pretty good. It was good, but I'll, this is brutal truth here. So I was negotiating, uh, had one buyer, which uh, anyone who sells a business knows that's a bad thing. And uh, I hope you're they a good called, bluffer. They, oh my God. So they called me up and said, so 
yeah, we're only going to, you're going to get a 0.93 multiple on the revenue now, not a one because you have no choice. And it was like, you're right. <laughs> did you say that or did you, did you play hardball and say, no, I won't go down that far. I'll give me 0.95. <laughs> no, you, you know, when you're tapped out, you yeah. know, when they hold the cards and you, you got nothing. Um, but did you worry though about them coming back and saying, wow, he went to nine, three easy. We're going to go down to 0.5. No, because I knew they wanted the business. Okay. I knew, I knew it was, it was valuable and, and worth it. So, but I, I knew that they would got me there. Um, the other business I sold, um, which was a small, I end up selling the the business where you send large files because I rebooted it at, as a freemium model. So I thought eventually, you know what, this is a decent business. If we can reboot it, do it free. Um, and I eventually got that going, but realized I either go big on this or I sell it. So sold it. And the guy used a classic trick on me that uh, now I'm aware of. He said, I'm going to go talk to my board. <laughs> and Which and didn't see exist, if I can, right? Yeah, see if I can get you the price that you want. He came back and said the board said no, uh, but uh, but I love so you. I'm, I love I'm to work with you. I'm gonna go to bat for you, and I can get you X. You know, and I was like, okay. And I believed <laughs> I mean, and I was young and didn't know what I was what doing. Do you, can you share what you sold that one for? It was sub a million. Okay, you know? so more than five hundred though. Yeah. Okay. It was like get it out the door. You know. Yeah. And let's move on. That's so funny. Okay, so you did that. Okay, got it. This is helping kind of understand where tree, the genesis of Treehouse. Okay, you're now in Treehouse. You launched it in 2010. Fast forward to today. What's your team size like? We're about 80 full-time people. Okay, all in Portland? No, so we're uh, very much distributed. So we have about 20-ish people here. We have where we have a really beautiful studio next to me um, where we record our, our video content. And then we have another studio in Orlando, uh, which is similar. And then the rest of people work from home. So they work from a desk somewhere. We've only raised 13 million. So we're really capital efficient. Um, you know, our competitors have raised 10x the amount we have. Um, but we've you focused on two building. Of them. Uh, Udacity is a great one. Uh, Pluralsight. Um, like is Udemy in this space? Udemy is, but but they crowdsource their content. Creative Live? Creative, uh, Creative Live is, is very much a, a friend, parallel. They, they focus just on creativity. Um, and more um, sort of artistic skills, whereas we do kind of hard tech skills. Um, and uh, I actually know Chase; he's a good friend of mine. That, that he was. Found. He was. If you guys want to 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 pair out, you know, Ryan's story here with with Chase, he was just on the show. Let me see if I can bring it up. Back on hey. episode seven seventy four. If you want to, well, there you up. go. So Boom. there's. You guys do two different things, but same concept. I, there's a merger happening, huh? Yeah, we're we're good friends. We work a lot together. So <laughs> as good. he as he swivels back and forth in the chair. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, nervous, nervous shakes there, right? Just kidding. All right. So so you raised 13 million. Um, and what are you at today in terms of kind of I guess what do you measure? You measure you said six hundred companies. Do you measure number of companies or number of students? Uh, both. So okay. that that's why we have this really cool business where we have consumers that come in and love our school. And then they eventually end up in businesses. And then we have businesses that realize we're the highest quality, most effective way to close their skills gaps for the subjects we teach. Um, and so we, we compete on laser focused value for tech beginners. And then how many we, students? Uh, we have uh, over 80,000 enrolled students right now. That's great. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, people sign up to learn something. And then the challenge is tough for a SaaS business because once they learn it, 
then they should leave if they get what they expected. How do you keep lifetime values up and churn low? Uh, thankfully for us, we teach something that uh, always goes out of date. And <laughs> so coding, coding, unfortunately or fortunately, you have to relearn everything 18 months. So um, it helps. Um, we accept the fact that people pause and, and uh, we encourage pausing. So we have a lot of folks pausing and then unpausing. Yep. Now, can I take 80,000 times at $25 price point and assume you guys are doing north of 2 million a month? Is that generally accurate? Ish. Ish. Okay. Um, what is the, so, so this is kind of a more of a, a data related question, but I'm curious, you must, when you talk to investors at board meetings, the churn question, you always kind of address it. How do you, when you get into those debates about churn, how do you help your investors and other people understand the nature of what a paused student means that it's not a canceled account? Um, we talk a lot about the fact that this is the way people want to use apps. They want to pause when they're not using them. And we are increasing our overall TV because we are taking care of our students. We don't, we, we, we actually had this thing where we made them choose one, two or three months and then it would auto unpause. And we got a lot of anger about that. Because people forget like, oh, what? I just got charged by Treehouse. And we're like, you told us to unpause you. And they're like, well, you kind of made me. Um, and we say, you know what? Indefinite unpausing. We, we want to win because we have a better school, not because we trick them to unpause. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly? And why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. But you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. So me asking you what your annual retention is, is not the right question. Like what's, what's the same kind of data point you use to measure? So I guess like how many people use you once, pause you, and then don't ever come back? Um... Not that many, actually. Uh, we have an extremely high MPS. Um, and so we really focus a lot on MPS. And then we focused on LTV. And then we focus on, you know, CAC to LTV. And we actually are even more focused on that. We choose fully loaded CAC uh, to gross profit LTV, yep. um, which we think is not a vanity metric. Uh, which one, CAC or LTV? Well, we, we think people who focus on CAC to LTV is it can be a, a vanity metric period because you're not actually focusing on, on gross profit LTV. So actually how much profit are you driving in LTV and what is the fully loaded CAC, which means you got to include your marketing salaries. you got to include your, you know, you can't pretend, right? So my, just, just so my audience can do this calculation on their own business if they want, when you say a full, like the proper LTV, you take your monthly ARPU, multiplied times the number of months you think they're going to pay, right? Which is usually, you know, one divided by churn is the number of months typically. And then also mm -hmm. most people stop there. You're saying on the end of that, they should multiply by gross margin. Yep. Yeah. You have to take out your costs and understand that, um, you know, that's not 
the LTV is an all profit. <laughs> and then your fully loaded CAC is saying, it's not just how much I paid uh, to acquire this person. It's also what I paid the people that are marketing to that person. And do you include um, onboarding in, in the fully weighted too? Um, you know, that's interesting. Um, where do you stop? I don't, I don't know. I need to check into that, but that's a good question. So do you mind me asking what, what do you pay to acquire a customer fully loaded? We don't share that. We don't share. Keep um, it under wraps. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the, we can do it profitably. And this is the one thing everyone listening should understand. You know, is there FCAC to GPL TV? Uh, is it great? And yeah. if it's not, something's really wrong. It's and then gross we have two, profit, lifetime value, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, then those are great metrics. Will you share the other one? Will you, do, what do you assume lifetime value is? We don't share that we either. Share I, can't, it. I can't give that to you. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. But, That's okay. But, you know, our students love our product. Our, the businesses love our product. So that's why we focus heavily on MPS too. Yep. Um, uh, we want people to love using Treehouse. You mentioned earlier you're, you're really kind of capital efficient with the amount that you've raised. Um, what do you try and optimize payback period for? When do you want like to get your money back? I mean, we for, for our consumers, uh, we want to make it back almost immediately. Okay. Um, month one. Um, like, are uh, you, that's your goal. I mean, are you, are you doing that now? Would you say close? Okay. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, But we're seven years old. I mean, this is the other message I want to tell people listening. This takes time. Um, you know, and there's a lot of pressure if you read TechCrunch, um, or, or anything to build some sort of unicorn business in three years. And the reality is 99% of us won't do that. And we have to be passionate about the why because it's going to take seven years minimum to build a good business. I, I want to run Treehouse forever. I happen to be ridiculously passionate about and it. And a few and I, Spartan races every, every week, you know. Yeah, you know, why squeeze those in? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. And since you didn't even get like concrete numbers, I can ask like these more general ones, which are really helpful. So you have a really healthy payback period. What do you try and keep your LTV to CAC ratio at? Um, I, I would say you want it three plus um, is considered pretty healthy. And you guys are in that range already? Yeah, thankfully we're north of that. That's great. So are you, how do you make the determination of like when you want to go raise more capital or not raise capital? Um, It's interesting. So we have actually decided we want to put our heads down and go into hedgehog mode. Um, And what I mean by that is there, there is a distraction to always be thinking about your next round instead of building a good business. Um, and because we are, are not going to run out of money now, we are actually going to put our head down and focus on building a stable, foundationally strong business that maybe we never have to raise again. Um, but, but this is the trick is that people focus on raising, but the reality is no one will give you money unless you have a business that doesn't need money. That's right. I mean, and you, I mean, just to be clear too, I mean, looking at your numbers, you know, you're, you're being vague on purpose, which is important. I understand for competitive purposes, but I mean, if, if you, if you've got a payback period of like one or two months, that's like extremely capital efficient, right? And if the average customer is paying 25 bucks a month, that means you're only paying 25 bucks to get the customer in the first place with a one month payback, right? So like you've got your lifetime value to CAC ratio has got to be through the roof because if it's only three to one, you're assuming LTV of 75 bucks, three months of revenue. You've got to be killing that, right? So like, the other the other side to that is you'll always have people around you going, well, uh, Ryan, why aren't you being more aggressive? Why aren't you being more? You got to win this space. Competitors have more funding than you. Why aren't you being more aggressive? How do you resist? Yeah. So our competitors have raised 10 times the amount of money we have. Right. But we keep seeing competitors go out of business and, um, you know, look at the boot camps. So we just saw. Uh, so um, 
Iron Yard went out of business. Dev Bootcamp went out of business. Flatiron just got acquired. I mean, we are staying laser focused on our strategy. We are 100% online. Um, We're not going to get sidetracked by competitors that raised a ton of money. Now we have Udacity that's raised $150 million, I think. Pluralsight that's raised just I don't know how much, and they're going to go public. But the reality is um, either you're in a space where there is winner-take-all, and you better go raise a ton of money and be first, or you're running a more normal business. Um, you know, just look at, okay, so we are an online school. How many universities are there? Hundreds and yep. hundreds, right? There's not one university that everyone goes to that's the best. And so we view this space as there's going to be multiple winners, and we want to be one of the best, um, highest quality, foundationally strong, because that will allow us to actually serve people for 10, 20, 30, maybe 100 plus years. That's I have a, such a long focus, right? And that allows me to do that. Maybe it's because I'm a little older. Maybe because I've run a couple businesses. I've had a couple wins that I'm able to calm down. I don't. I, I want to be clear. I feel the pressure. It's not that I don't care. I'm in, I'm indifferent. I just daily decide. I, I literally open my journal and it says, "What is my why to create the future of education so I can change as many lives as possible?" Right. That's why I do this, and that allows me to have that long-term perspective. Thankfully, my investors share that. That's that's a good thing. Now, <laughs> now, if your largest customer came to you tomorrow and said, "Hey, you know, we'll offer you, you know, 10x your current AR," which you said, you know, call it around 24-ish million if you're doing two million in MRR, do, do you take that deal if it aligns with that journal entry that you just articulated? Um. We would be very careful about changing anything for one customer um, or a buyer. Um, I very much have a long-term perspective and would be willing to turn down short-term money for long-term gain. Um, But we're starting to see big, big companies come in and say, we are losing the talent war, Treehouse. We need you to help us build a sustainable moat on this because we're going to lose. You know, the average stay for a developer at a startup is 10.8 months. Yeah, it is unwinnable, right? Yeah. So, but see, is the see a lot of my friends? They go to the valley. What they do is 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 they stay for thirteen months, just past the one year cliff, so they can get a little equity, <laughs> then go do it again. Like it has nothing actually to do with the talent. It's just they're gaming the system because yeah. that's how the system's played. Yep, it's um, crazy. So so we're going outside that. So yeah, what we what we do is we build a local source of talent. So we partner with the Boys and Girls Club for instance, here in Portland. And then we uh, find an employer who is willing to invest in that talent. And what that means is they hire an apprentice and then we they pay for the education, they hire an apprentice, and then those people come up through this talent pipeline while working their normal job. They, they have to support their family. They're not going to go to a boot camp or a college. And then they are hired as apprentices. And then that talent is mentored and then it's taken up. And then eventually, 12 months down the line, those mentor that they start mentoring new apprentices and you take the average 10.8 month stay and you extend it to 30 to 60 months because you have people that actually want that job who uh, understand they were invested in this is you have to go you have to throw away the current system and just go around it yeah last i'm gonna say one last thing before we wrap up with the famous five i would love to be like head of pr at you guys because literally what i would do is i would put together an loi that is an offer of uh, uh, to acquire Virginia Tech for four billion dollars, <laughs> and I would leak it to Business Insider. And the headline is Treehouse makes four billion dollar 
acquisition offer for major university, right? You would get so many customers free, <laughs> free. From oh this my stuff. God. You just gave me the most valuable idea I've had all week. So <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, Ryan, let's wrap up with your famous five here. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Ooh, uh, good to great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I really, uh, th- there's many, but I really love um, someone like, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name. I would say someone, oh gosh. It's okay if you don't remember. That's all right. Blanken. All right. If you come back, we'll go back to it. Number three, okay. what's your favorite online tool besides your own? Outreach.io. That's a good one. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six to seven. It's not pretty, enough. Yeah, it's pretty, still pretty healthy though. And what's your situation? Married, single, you got kids? Married, got kids, super happy. How many? Two little boys, and I have tattoos all over my arms. They can't see me. One arm per kid. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So they're like, how young are they? Like, are they getting sleep at night or they're newborn? Six six and nine. So okay. we're in the sweet spot. Life yeah. is so good. And how old are you again? I am four zero, baby. All right. The big fro. Take us home. Take us back 20 years, Ryan. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I wish I knew that nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> and it's okay. There you guys have it. People love to act like they know everything, but in truth, nobody knows what is going on or what they're doing. He's had many, had two successes, one failure before Treehouse. Now, obviously, Treehouse launched back in 2010, looking to change how education is done in the education system. He's got a team of 80 based between Portland, Orlando, and remote, super healthy ratios in terms of payback and LTV to CAC ratios, 13 million raised, but most importantly, helping 80,000 folks get smarter and fill skill gaps paying on average 25 bucks a month. So around 2 million in MRR there, healthy run rate, healthy growth. Ryan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Take care.